0: What was once just a dream is quickly becoming a reality. Esports are taking over across the country, and it's no different here in Ohio schools, with more than 130 districts and 2,600 students all competing in Esports Ohio tournaments. On TV, we only get a few minutes to share each
1: story. Seeing these, young people like just light up just by playing the game that they love. They're so passionate about it. But here we get to tell you all the details.
2: These these games are not simple simple games that anyone can be good at and play right away.
0: About stories that are important to Greater Cincinnati.
3: I'm so excited to create these opportunities for kids. I'm so excited to be part of something that they, provides an outlet for students that hasn't existed.
0: I'm Stephen Albreton and this is WLWT News 5 Beyond the Studio today on the pod new opportunities and students are flourishing the rise of electronic sports is growing fast in schools across ohio we brought together three coaches in greater cincinnati representing some of the best teams competing in the state and the man who hatched the idea originally how their athletes are the ones driving their success the crosstown rivalries already brewing and what these coaches are seeing happening in their students that may not have happened otherwise Gentlemen, thank you guys so much for joining us on the Beyond the Studio podcast. Today, we're talking all about eSports. It's growing at an incredible rate. Uh, Nick Ryder with eSports Ohio. Uh, Nick, first, tell us all about eSports in general and then what eSports Ohio is doing across the
3: state. Right, Steven, thanks for having us on. Appreciate it. Um I'm Nick Ryder. I'm a district technology coordinator for a school district up in Northwest Ohio called Cary Exempted Village Schools. I am also a teacher of a prep and uh, the eSports coach and the founder of eSports Ohio. Uh, We've worked since 2018 to kind of uh, deliver eSports scholastically to students. And what eSports are, in a nutshell, are competitive video games. Uh, So it's a way to harness uh, something students are interested in and Give them an outlet to participate in a safe environment in non toxic ways. And we use that um, basically to motivate and give our students opportunities that they might not normally have, our non traditional athletes. Um, so, Esports Ohio, we were started by a group of passionate educators who spent a lot of our time watching students watch other people play Fortnite during study halls on their Chromebooks. And we're like, how? Can we can we harness this in a a positive way for these students? So luckily for me, in my area, there's a small uh, college called Tiffin University that was kind of one of the early adopters of esports at the university level. So I took a trip over there to talk with their university coach, Jalen Kalix's name. Uh, They actually invested in a 4000 square foot facility uh, and built a scholarship program out and uh, aligned it to their athletic department. So I pretty much geeked out for like three hours just talking to Ziraf when I went and visited. Uh, we said, this is crazy. You know, they're awarding $4,000 a year scholarships to play competitively for this university right now. And they're 20 minutes from our school district. Why are we not helping, you know, feed that program and provide these opportunities for kids? So I went back. I scoured the Internet. I went down to the Ohio Educational Technology Conference and networked with a bunch of people, threw together a couple of esports sessions, partnered with the University of Akron who also had a uh, competitive esports program and uh, built a pilot out with 16 school districts in 2018. And we said, hey, we'll try a season. So we did a season across four different titles, four different games. And it was seven weeks long. And at the end of that seven week pilot season, we had all 16 schools still competing, we had no issues. It went beautifully. So I was like, oh my gosh, this works. This is amazing. You know, a lot of the struggles uh, that happened at the national level leagues, like uh, names that we won't mention, but some of the higher <laughs> pay to play uh, kind of organizations, uh, they schedule schools that are you know, out west and mount west time zone. So it's really hard to uh, find times that work. Plus, you don't have the local rivalries that you have with traditional athletics. So we wanted to build an ecosystem for that to support, which is why we got some awesome. Cincinnati-based coaches with us tonight that uh, are right down the road from each other and can tell you the, you know, the awesomeness of of beating your crosstown rivals. So uh, we're super proud to have created some of this ecosystem. And over the last three years, we've grown from that 16 school district pilot to we have over 130 school districts that are now members. Uh, We've had over 2,600 student participants uh, in our last spring season before COVID-19 hit. Um, And we still battle through the pandemic and had an amazing season this fall with some amazing opportunities.
0: 130 districts in just a couple of years and 2,600 participants. There's no way you could have expected that kind of growth when you started <laughs> back in 2018.
3: No, no, definitely not. Luckily, I had a, a group of passionate uh I guess board that came together. We solidified it as a 501 C three nonprofit. We used some of our resources uh, that we knew in education to network through uh, district IT admins uh, and kind of grew it out from that way. And uh, we've kind of built the back end on Google sheets, which most school districts use Google for everything. So it was, it was really easy to scale pretty quickly using that method and uh, we've had some pretty good success. So, yeah, it's it's turned into a beast. Uh the next steps are you know, we've started partnering with universities last weekend. We just completed a Rocket League combine where we had over ten universities that have collegiate sports programs or esports programs offering scholarships and actually scouting our kids and you know, looking at recruiting them for scholarship dollars last weekend. So it's crazy how, how quickly we've come and how far we've come so fast.
0: You got to love to hear that, especially with giving these kids, uh, you know, another outlet, if there might not be in football basketball, whatever it might be, this is another outlet for them. So as far as the coaches, uh, Nick, you mentioned it. We have three Cincinnati based coaches on the pod today from Moeller high school, Marymount high school and Milford high school, Gavin gray, Nathan Eaton and David Coombs. Uh, Gentlemen, thank you guys for all joining us. Uh, Gavin, from Mueller. We're going to start with you real quick. You now, tell us, you know, what was it like that first moment when you announced to the school, or I don't know if you're the first coach at your program, but when you maybe had a booth sitting out in the hallway or whatever you decided to do to recruit kids at the school, what was that moment like? And what were the kids saying back to you? Well, it was kind of different
4: because uh, in, in my environment, the kids kind of approached me. They said, hey, we want to do this. And I said, well, all all right, let's, let's look into it. And, uh, started talking to a couple of people. And I mean, the kids were the really pushing, uh, Hey, we, we love playing this. We really want to find some way to do this, you know, competitively, uh, wouldn't it be awesome if we could do this thing that we love, um, for school and, uh, and, and, have it be, be organized, um, so I, I was, you know, kind of asking around in the the, the tech community, and uh, we stumbled upon Elder High School, who I think was part of the inaugural uh, test season. And you know, I was talking with them, and they were telling me about their experience, how great it was going up uh, to to comp- compete at state because uh, they actually did it up at uh, what was it Tiffin, I think, and. Um, how the students had this great time and it was, it was really well organized and, and, and put together. So I was like, all right, well, I got to figure out how we can get into this. Cause I mean, we, we looked around, we saw like the, like they were saying, the, the big leagues of of stuff and it, it was just kind of not really what we were looking for, you know, and, uh, and having that, that rivalry, like, like you were saying of, of the community teams and, and seeing, You know, hey, I'm playing these guys that are down the street, even though we're playing in our tech center, you know, and they're playing in their tech center. You know, everyone knows when you send out this stream link to the the student body, hey, check this out you know, we're about to take on this team and, uh, and that they're tuning in.
0: And I'm sure they, they appreciate your, you being there for the students. But take me back. You said you send out a link to whatever game you guys are playing and the student body can, you know, jump in and watch us like they have a fan section at a basketball game or a football game. Tell us that, about that kind of reception from the school when they, hey, when they hear we have an eSports match coming up. What's that moment like?
4: Um, well, that, that's one of the reasons that I really wanted to get involved in it, because, uh, you know, I kind of have like a, a video background and uh, you know, they, they said, hey, we, we can live stream this stuff. We want to have uh, announcers or shoutcasters." And I'm like, all right, so y- you got me now. You know, maybe I wasn't going to play your, your video game thing, but now, you know, we're pulling this other element into it. And for, um, you know, the, the inaugural season that, that we got in on, you know, I've got a great freshman that he doesn't want to play the games he he just wants to announce what's going on as as you know he 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 does play by play like it's unbelievable and uh you know and, and he may be a guy that, that maybe wouldn't really fit in in uh, another environment but this is perfect for him but yeah i mean we'll we'll send a, a link out uh you know hey we're we're going to versus team at uh, 4 a. or 4 p.m. and uh and Super Smash Brothers or Overwatch, and uh, and we just watch the viewer count go up, and it's really fun. That the guys get a kick out of it when they see, hey, these these
0: guys are are watching us play, and uh, it's neat. Gosh, I love to hear that. That is amazing. All right, Nathan, Marymont High School Warriors, you are up uh, for your program to be the coach, to see these students achieve and excel. I don't know what your background is in the video game world, but what's it like to see these students have this opportunity? And like Nick was talking about, you know, there's there's chances to go to college, or even pro leagues across the country, but what's that like, you know, as their coach, as a, as a mentor for these kids?
1: man, it's it is so awesome, Stephen. I mean, when i when I took the job and I took the job knowing that I was going to be the eSports coach director, I had a little bit of a background, you know, with video games, but not the games that we're playing. So when I, when I first took it, I was uh, almost like Gavin. Like, I, I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know how many were going to come out. I didn't know what the uh, reception was going to be like. Uh, but much like Gavin, I mean, once we put it out there to the students, I mean, there was a great reception um, from them. So we have, there's over 30, we have 30 plus students that participate um, across the games. And like like Gavin and Nick is saying, you know, this these are a lot of students that you know, don't play your traditional sports. We do have students that do play uh, traditional sports, but just to offer them this opportunity for me is very fulfilling. And one of the reasons why I took the job in the first place, um, I am a former youth ministry coordinator. So I I worked a lot with youth and, um, you know, it kind of brings me back to when I was in that role, just, you know, seeing these young people like just light up, just by playing the game that they love, they're so passionate about it Um, and they know everything about these games. And it's like um, Gavin was saying, it's a learn, like we can learn a lot from them um, and they're just so intelligent. So just to see the light bulbs go off when they're, when they're playing uh, for me, has been, I think one of the coolest things. And I think for a lot of them, they might not necessarily be thinking about going to college uh, like a four-year college Or, you know, maybe even a two-year college. So I think the fact that if you tell them like you could get a scholarship to play Overwatch at such and such college, it makes them think twice about, you know, whether or not they wanna pursue, you know, going to college or jumping into the workforce if if that's what they were thinking about.
0: And I know, you know, people at home might be shocked to hear this. This isn't just something that you come in for an hour after school and play. These kids Practice And they practice hard. Nathan, give us kind of an idea of how these kids prepare themselves during the week uh, leading up to a, a Saturday matchup or a Wednesday night matchup against against Moeller, against uh, uh, Milford, against any of these other schools. You know, what's what's that lead up and prep like uh, for game time?
1: So we. So our schedule and, and I, and I'm the only one, a part of the program. It's, you know, it's not like traditional sports where it's like, you know, I have, you have a head coach, assistant coach, and all these different types of coaches. It's, you know, I coach the the smash bros team, the rocket league team, and the overwatch team um, JV and varsity, you know, if we have both levels. So, yeah, you know, we practice uh, one time a week uh, leading up to the match. And the matches are either on Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday. Um, but just for an example, a rocket League, we are in the esports Ohio playoffs. Um, the over the past, I guess, month, and my boys wanted to come into sc- uh, early to school before school to practice. So, you know, they asked me, "Can we, you know, practice before school, and you know, before a match, you know, later that day?" To which, you know, I, I had. I had to say yes. So, you know, here I am letting them then, you know, unlocking the door, you know, at 645, 650 uh, on a Wednesday morning to, you know, so that they could practice and get warmed up for their match. So it's, you know, it's, they do. So whether they're at school or not at school, and that's the cool thing about this is that they don't have to be at school to practice their parents may tell me a lot of times, you know,
0: (laughs) (laughs) getting a little too much practice, a little too much practice,
1: (laughs) but, uh, but yeah, they, uh, but yeah, we, they take it seriously and we, we do watch, go over, you know, some tape if we can, or go over, you know, some previous matches and they talk amongst each other and try to come up with different strategies. Um, it's, it's, it's pretty unreal. And honestly, if, if I let them practice
0: every day, they would come. Okay. I have no doubt in my mind. <laughs> Absolutely. So when the you know football players are probably coming in to hit weights, your guys are coming in to hit the sticks and uh, get ready as well. Uh, so let's go to Milford High School now. Coach uh, David Coombs, you know, we're sitting here on this podcast. So you have two, you know, crosstown rival schools right here across Cincinnati. Did you ever think you'd see a moment like this where we'd be talking eSports and these students and where uh, they possibly could go?
2: No, not really. Um, But uh, to be honest, this world of eSports is, I'm completely new to this world of eSports. I hadn't heard of eSports. Well, I mean, I've heard of it, but I didn't know it was a thing. I didn't know that high schools were playing eSports. I didn't know that it was uh, in colleges until... A student uh, came to my classroom and mentioned, "Hey, what do you think about starting an esports program or or sponsoring an esports club?" And of course, I got an email from the superintendent that same day saying, "Would you be interested in starting this program?" So, to be where Milford is right now, I I did not see it coming, and I did not see us. Performing so well um, in our first season, you would not believe the the trash talk I saw in the the Mer- the Milford versus Marymont live stream on Twitch. It was ridiculous.
0: <laughs> are are the students? Kidding. Who is it? Who, who is, who's talking the trash?
2: Oh yeah, I think how many? We I think we had 150 people in on Twitch. Is that right? Uh, yeah,
3: Nate, I, I, th- I think we peaked at like 170 live viewers watching the match, watching
2: the finals on um, on the esports Ohio Twitch, and Milford. Oh, I we were just getting called trashy. Like, <laughs> oh, we were we were on the defense. Marymont was uh, was bringing it.
1: Yeah, but yeah, but who won the match though, right? You know. So we talk a good game, I guess, but you definitely have our number for sure. So yeah, just even yeah. so they beat uh they beat us this past weekend in the Akron tournament and then they beat us in the finals. And then they beat us in the first game of the regular season. So it's uh it's a lopsided uh, rivalry right for now, for now, but yeah for now. <laughs> I, know, uh, I know my guys desperately want to, uh, to beat uh, Milford, but yeah, wow, what a squad you have there.
2: Yeah, I think we, I think people are going to be gunning for us in the spring. Um, we have one senior who's graduating, but I have some bad news for you. We 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 have a freshman coming up who is as good as Patty. And if if you heard Patty's name, oh you
3: know no oh no way, as good you know as Patty. I don't know. That sounds like a like an old wise tale. Oh, he, I remember he hearing like, Patty's name when they played Mueller. So
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> he's become the living legend of East or esports and Rocket League in Ohio I'm and surprised. now in Indiana as well. I mean, mean, it's kind of
0: incredible just to talk about how intense this becomes, even with the rivalries between students. We see the rivalries happen at basketball games, football games, baseball, all your traditional sports. But I can't imagine that you guys thought this kind of trash talk and rivalry would bleed over like it has so far. Nathan, I'll start with you.
1: No, no, it's really phenomenal. So we we stream our games to Twitch. We have, and we have two cat, uh, two casters and they've just, they've done a great job. Um, Nick and Getch, they've done a great job, you know, building up our fan base of students and, and, Every Thursday, that's the talk, you know, that's the talk of the school is, you know, the Rocket League team, how they've done. Um, our guys have put in, I don't know if they've put in 6,000 hours, but they've, they've put in quite a bit of time, too. Um, and one of, our, one of our players, McLean, um, plays lacrosse, plays soccer. I mean, so he's, he's, he's doing it all um, and a great student. But we our team... They really put it together. Like we lost that first game to Milford. I'm like, oh man, what's what's the season going to be like? And then they just rattled off, won the rest of the
3: way, and then uh, we made it all the way to the finals. It was yeah. it was super interesting on the back channel of the Akron College Combine to hear you know university coaches like drooling over these kids. Like, oh my gosh, this kid's amazing. What can I do to bring them to to X University? You know, and just like wow.
0: So with that, is there a moment? You know, you said your your program's relatively young over at Milford, but and I'm sure the other coaches probably have these experiences too. But there was a is there a moment where you had a student come in, you know, maybe didn't fit in with this group, maybe tried out with that group, but then really found their spot uh, within your esports club, and you've really kind of seen them excel, maybe open up a bit, and just really kind of find their role uh, amongst their peers. Have you had moments like that?
2: Absolutely. Uh, and what's even what's even better for me. Uh, as the facilitator. Again, I'm, I don't really consider myself a coach because I don't really know how to play these games other than Smash Brothers. I will say I'm pretty good at Smash Brothers. Um, but what has been really rewarding for me is seeing these students who maybe don't have a close-knit group of friends get into the Discord. They're interacting with these people uh, on their team. And then they're saying things like, hey, does anyone want to go bowling? Now, obviously, we don't do the bowling thing anymore right Right now. But back in the spring, before all, all of the, the craziness that's going on in the world, um, my kids were going to see movies together and they were going to do bowling. And that is what really surprised me, uh, was that these is the communities that arose because of esports and Uh, The camaraderie and the friendships. And of course, there are these students that are, uh, they just don't fit in normal, uh, uh, maybe other activities, maybe so much, but this is their, this is their thing. You know, this is for them.
0: Oh yeah. And I'm sure if you mention a game to one of these kids, they can probably just talk on and on about it and about strategy and how they saw this pro do that. And they get into the strategy, if you can a little bit for us, you know, it's not just, you know, you talk about smash brothers, overwatch rocket league, and there's so many others, but it's not just jumping into a game. It's playing. These kids really go after the strategy.
2: Oh, absolutely. They're researching um, combos. They're researching mechanics in rocket league. They are, and I don't even know the first thing about League of Legends, but there's so much that students have to learn that goes into the strategy. The games; these these games are not simple, simple games that anyone can be good at and play right away. Um, they they have to research, they have to practice, and they have to know. What's great is they have to be good as a team for most of them, for most of these games. There it's, it's not dependent on how good just one person is. It's communication. How well do you work as a unit? Well,
0: I know we're getting kind of close to the end of our time here. So what I want to do is I kind of want to go around the room coach to coach, and then Nick will end with you. You know, uh, Gavin for you know, Parents who may be listening to this, kids who might be interested in this, what what is that one message that you kind of give out that might dispel a myth about um, esports and then playing video? Gavin, we'll start with you. It, it's bigger than than just hanging out with your friends
4: and and playing in the basement. You know, it's 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 something that that you can you can learn a lot of skills from. Uh, I mean, just broadcasting and uh, and anything else that, that, that we're doing, we try to involve our, our kids in every aspect of it. And I mean, they're even doing the coaching because I can't coach, you know, so it's not it's not me telling them what to do. It's them taking this program and moving it.
0: And, and Nathan, for you, kind of echoing off of what Gavin said, it sounds like there's a real ownership of what these kids are doing and. They're excelling for uh, excelling out of them. You mentioned earlier that Mary Mott's doing very, very well there. Uh, you have a bunch of kids who get really interested and really into it. So uh, so for them, I guess, what, what's kind of your lasting message about what you've learned and where do you see this all going?
1: Leadership. I was thinking of leadership. I mean, the role the roles that I've seen my students take, I don't think a few of them that I'm thinking of off the top of my head, I would have never seen them like take a leader role like in anything else other than the game that they play. But because they're so good at the game that they play, everyone else listens and they can control and command the room and the students respect them. And that I'm honest to goodness. And I'm not making this up for parents out there that might be listening. I think for your for a student to get confidence playing esports, I think that translates into the classroom. So a lot of my students, I have a few who might not come to school every day, you know, were it not for esports. Um, I have a few who might not even speak during the day if it weren't for esports, but because they know people that play, um, in the so the leaders. Innate, it kind of enable the others to talk and speak and build community. Um the community is huge so i mean those are the two things uh, my takeaways from it so far have been um, the leadership that i've seen these students take on um, the way they've led and the community that's been built and then what's translated over into the classroom and just you know kind of built around this the culture around the school because other students the ones that are watching um they take they're taking notice and uh, they're seeing some of these some of these students that they might not have ever really, um, you know, talk, talk to before or, you know, say anything to. And, and they're congratulating them and they're including them. So that's what's been really cool for me.
0: Absolutely. And uh, uh, Coach Coombs, kind of the, the lasting message from you've seen the students change. You know, I, I guess you, you have all these kids in your program. You know, what of what the parents? What's the parent
2: feedback that's that's coming to you? I, I'm just gonna be honest with you I, I haven't heard much I, I occasionally get an email um, asking me about eSports and I have sort of a, a parent letter that I have drafted and I just send it their way um, but it says a lot of the thing it cap encapsulates a lot of the things that we've been talking about tonight um, about the team building about practicing about um, strategizing and you um, Leadership and all of these things that we've been talking about. So,
0: uh, Nick, I'll I'll end it with you. You know, as the founder of Esports Ohio, what's
3: next? We work with NACIF, which is the North American Scholastic Esports Federation outside of California in Orange County. They've actually helped develop curriculum, and we've aligned those to the Ohio State standards. So we'll be rolling out ELA, or English Language Arts Curriculum, 9 through 12 with an esports kind of flavored uh, pathway for students, uh, as well as some additional CTE courses and career tech education. So there is curriculum on the way too. So we're trying to impact students from every angle. Uh, We're going to build out the tournament structure, partner with universities regionally to connect more students with more collegiate opportunities, whether it be competitive or academic, and uh, really, you know, get those kids out there and provide the opportunities. My favorite stat that we share is spring of last year, we pulled all 2,600 of our participants and 75% of our kids. This is the first time they've participated in any kind of athletics. Which is just astounding the impact of a demographic of students that we've never reached before. So I'm just I'm so excited to create these opportunities for kids. I'm so excited to be part of something that, that provides an outlet for students that hasn't existed. Whether you know, you're limited by your biology and traditional athletics, you're not anymore. Anybody can compete, there's no limitations, it's all inclusive and it's just it's amazing. I wish mm-hmm. wish I had this when I was in school.
0: If you have an interest in esports or would like more information on how to start a team in your district, we've got all that information down in the show notes. If you like this podcast, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. This has been WLWT News 5 Beyond the Studio. I'm Stephen Albrighton. Thanks for listening.
1: We've all seen it. That check engine light in our car. Do I check it now? Check it later? Can I keep driving? That one light doesn't tell you what you need to know. And if you get your weather from a symbol on your phone, you're not getting the full story. WLWT Weather has the only certified most accurate forecast in Cincinnati. It's where you get the difference-making details. You'll know exactly what to expect and when, so you can plan your day. WLWT Weather, Cincinnati's certified most accurate forecast.